hope you all listening have ate your food now that we got over that ballpark scenery and now we're painting you today with the biggest star of the show aka the all-star game this is nick rose here with another episode of dudes with some balls we have jordan ross back on the pod no booth this week so we're switching it up here and there but we got jordan good to have you back man hey glad to be back it's been a couple weeks Excited to discuss some baseball now that basketball and hockey are officially over. It's the the boys of summertime. And also, listeners, if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to last week's pod with Booth and Nick, go back and listen to it. But do not listen to it on an empty stomach like I did because you'll be getting all types of hungry listening to it. But it was a great episode. But I, moving forward, I'm excited to discuss some ball, some baseball, that is, with, uh, with you again, Nick. We're going to be highlighting our ballots here. We're going to agree and disagree and agree to disagree as the All-Star game is less than a month away and the ballots are phase one ends Thursday. So this comes out Friday. So it ends the day before this airs. Jordan, it's taking place in my hometown, my home state, Seattle, Washington, which I'm excited about. Not going to be able to go as I'm living out here in Missouri, but definitely excited for the city. Before we get on that, though, you did mention the nice little advertisement leeway of last week's podcast. Really quick, tell the people you weren't, you texted Booth and I, you weren't too happy with our corn dog selection. So share a little bit of love for the corn dogs really quick. Yeah, I had to give a little bit of love to corn dogs. They were getting a lot of hate. It's a, it, it's just a different feel to a hot dog. Sometimes like a mini corn dog basket on some fries, especially those garlic fries you and uh, you and Booth discuss. That's a good combo. Uh, it does feel a little weird eating it straight off a stick if you got like the full corn dog. But regardless, the breading is a little bit different. It's got the cornbread on it instead of uh, that regular hot dog bun. It's a good, it's a nice little game changer. I wish it, I just wish there would have been a little bit more love to that and the stadium nachos. Those are the two. Why well, we need all three of us on all the time, especially for something that can be debated like that. Good to hear his input on the stadium food, ballpark food episode. But getting right in, like I said, all-star game coming up here soon in Seattle. More than excited, Jordan. We're going to go over our picks here, and I think if you have yours pulled up, it should line up like this. First base, second base, third base, shortstop, outfield, 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 catcher, and end with designated hitter. And I'd love to know, we didn't get to vote here, and this isn't a fan vote one, but at the end, I'd love to know your starting pitcher pick, too, for the All-Star game, if you have one for each side. I don't don't know, but with that being said, let's just rip into first base, and I'm going to start on... Start with the National League side, because I feel like when we did this last year, I favored the American League side, because both our teams are American League. But here we go, All-Star Game selections, dudes with some balls. Starting off first baseman, I got to go with Los Angeles Dodgers first baseman. That's Freddie Freeman. I think he's really turned on the bat lately, and his OPS is one of the highest in those classifications. I know some people are going to go Pete Alonzo with the home run tally. I'm a Pete Alonzo hater, so Freddie Freeman gets my vote. No disagreements there. You could definitely go Alonzo, but in my bracket, I have Freddie Freeman. That average is too high for a lineup that has struggled at times this year. I think he just got shut out by, uh, was it the Reds like a few days ago? So that bat's been hot. I'll go ahead and throw it over to the American League first base side. And I I got to pull up some of the other the other guys in the mix. I want I went ahead and took Yandy Diaz of the Tampa Bay Rays. The 300 average just sets me off. That lineup is potent regardless. He's in the double digits for home runs. His OPS is over 900. He's had too good of a season and too good of a lineup to not be getting the starting first baseman nod. Yeah, I'm a big OPS guy. Um, I think average is still really important. I think there's a podcast I've talked about how average is it in terms of dying stat, but I still think it's one of the most valued 
But I think OPS is one of the most important stats as a hitter. So that's why I took Freeman in the National League side at 958. But I also took Yandy Diaz too. So we're off to a really good start here, Jordan. Just 12 home runs and hitting above 300 as a first baseman with a 916 OPS is extremely solid. We'll do like an alternate here. So like go National League American and then stick American, almost like a snake here. So for the second base position, I mean, I really didn't feel like this one was too competitive, at least in my eyes. But I think Marcus Simeon for the Rangers undoubtedly deserves to be an all-star this year. He's just been on a tear this whole season. Another guy with the 54 RBI stands out to me. I agree with you. I had Marcus Simeon, and and honestly, as, a, as an Astros fan, this this bracket hurt me a little bit filling out this American League side bracket. But uh, what the Rangers have done this year has been too good, so no complaints there. I had Simeon as my starter as well. It was hard to fill out, especially with how hot the Rangers have been. But what's your what's your poll for the National League? The National League, I could go one of two ways, and the hard part with the National League for me is there's one guy that I think either way you go, one of them is going to be getting snubbed. What one? whether you look at it one way or the other. I went ahead and took Ozzy Albies. I know his batting average isn't as high as Luis Arias, but 17 bombs to two. He's got 52 ribbies. I'm pretty sure that leads the one of the leaders in the National League. His OPS is well over 800. And honestly, if you take the batting average away from Arias, his OPS is 937, but that includes walks. So I really don't have a good measure as to how much he's been slugging or if it's just been all singles this season i went ahead and gave the nod to ozzy albies that's a good pick definitely one that i took into consideration and probably should have took into stronger consideration i took Arias. so you already mentioned it the 400 average alone just be like wow i just talked about how important average was i took a strong look at Cattell Marte too in this i mean 10 home runs having a really good like bounce back year from what he had been in like 2019 2020 He's got a mid-800 OPS. He's hitting close to 290, so I gave him close consideration. But, I mean, who hits 400 ever? So, Arias was a was kind of the pick for me. I'll hit the National League third baseman, and then you can start with the AL third. Arenado, I don't think this poll's very good, first off. So, I went Nolan Arenado, and that's home runs and OPS alone. 15 bombs, 812 OPS. Ryan McMahon was kind of up there for me, too, but... I took into the cores effect and I just I just saw that Arenado has 49 RBIs and that kind of swung me over to go with Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I went with an Arenado too. And if you remember, he had like that brief couple week stretch there where he was abysmal. So I took I think if you take away those like outlier numbers, he's actually having a lot better season than people are even giving him credit. Because I think he'd be hitting well over 300 right now if you could take away those 10 or 15 games that he had where it felt like he couldn't get on base. But swing it over to the American League side. I mentioned it on the last American League selection at second base. And actually, there's a few different guys you can go here. But just because the guy's a rookie, just because the guy's young, doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be there. I went ahead and took Josh, uh, Josh Young. And is it Jung or Young? Yeah, Jung. 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 You got to have like a little like French roll to it, I guess. Yeah, you put a good but, pun uh, in there. Like you were like, just because he's young. And I was like, Josh, yeah. like I thought you were about to spit a bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, 284, I mean, you could – I'll let you throw in whoever you had. There's a few guys in the American League that are all having really good seasons. But I think when you look at what his team's doing and what his production is, I think he deserves to be – to get the all-star nod. Yeah, you know, for you being on this podcast, one of the reasons we had you on this podcast in a lot is because you and I disagree to a good extent. We don't get toxic. But Josh Young was, like, exactly who I picked to. This was a tough one. You were going to, I think you were going to highlight some of the other guys that might be worth noting, like Jose Ramirez. Their averages are very similar. Jones hit 284. 
Ramirez comes into tonight when we're recording at 285. It's 15 bombs to 11. The OPSs are super similar. Like, I was this close to swinging J-Ram. But I was like, Josh Young's been him. Devers is up there with the 17 bombs and 57 RBIs. And then if Matt Chapman didn't absolutely completely fall off the face of the earth in the month of June, he probably would have had this locked down. The problem is with the fan vote is I'm pretty sure Matt Chapman's like leading this thing when really he he doesn't deserve it anymore. It's just based off the guys who play MLB The Show that knew he had a 99 card for winning player of the month who are voting for him. They must be they must be advertising well up in Canada right now for uh, <laughs> yeah Chapman starting third baseman. But honestly, no. The other I think uh, Seattle has a high population of Canadian fans too, so maybe they're wanting maybe they're wanting uh, the starting third baseman to be a Canadian boy. I don't know what uh, Suarez has done this season, but something tells me it hasn't been super All Star caliber. I know he's had some some blinks of greatness and also not so great because he strikes yeah, out a ton. Not, nothing really. <laughs> Flex too much on that one. Going to the shortstops now in the American League. Corey Seager was hurt for a lot of the year, but he hasn't skipped a beat since coming back. I mean, he's already have 10 home runs, 40 RBIs, and then he's hitting 358 with a over one OPS, 1056. That's if that's not all star worthy, I don't know what is. Yeah, I had Corey Seager too. And this one hurt me because it made me reminisce like the years in a row where the Astros had the third baseman, Bregman, Correa, and then Altuve all potentially in the starting lineup. And with our brackets so far, the starting infield for the American League would be all Texas Rangers at third, short, and second base with Simeon, Seager, and Jung. Um, so this one, I think Boba Shed's had a great season so far, even Bobby Wood Jr. But Bobby Wood Jr.'s average is too low to be competing with a guy like Corey Seager. Plus, you mentioned his numbers with that amount of time that he's missed. He he's having an unreal season when he's actually been on the field. Been an absolute beast. What do you got for the National League side? All right. So the National League side was a very, very difficult one. It was one of the hardest picks I I made. And I'm going to partner him up with my second base pick up the middle with the Atlanta Braves. And I got Orlando Arcia. If you look at the National League, shortstop has been one of the uh, low lights, I would say, of the National League this season. They are they don't really have anyone other than Paul DeYoung hitting, you know, double jib bombs. No one's hitting with an astronomically high average or RBIs, really. Dansby Swanson's had a sneaky, okay year this year. But I wouldn't even say that's comparable to some of the years he's he's put up with the Braves. But that OPS at almost clip under 900 and that 340 batting average, I think he deserves a nod at a starting shortstop in Seattle. I went the exact same way. Orlando Arcia, he even missed a little bit of time. Well, he wasn't even supposed to be like an everyday player. It was going to be between him and Vaughn Grisham to start the year yep. to fill that gap for Dansby. And Arcia ran away with that at the start of the season. And it was almost like, how long is this guy going to stay consistent? And then he got hurt and you were kind of like, ooh, this might throw him off his insane train track but no he comes back and he just keeps electrifying that braves lineup you can plug him in anywhere in that lineup and he does a great job he's yeah the highest average by far out of nl shortstops it's so cool he's never been really like a big hitter he's been like a nine hole guy his whole career even in milwaukee the ops stands out i was looking at dansby too good rbi numbers but just comparative to years past this is rc's year for sure if I go down to the catcher now in the NL, I would pair him up with, this is a Braves catcher who's just raked this year. Sean Murphy following the trade, been fantastic. Just under 290 average, 42 runs driven in on 12 home runs with a 920 OPS. There wasn't anybody on the NL side that really competed with him. 
Yeah, I have Sean Murphy as well. Man, you and I are on the same uh, same wavelength today. Uh, oh. The 287 batting average behind the backstop with 12 jacks and 42 RBIs. It honestly feels like, because I've watched a lot of Braves games this year, it feels like the dude's hitting 400. I know he's he's not. He's not even touching 300. But I remember looking back on this trade and just wondering, like, what's, like, the method to the madness? If you look at what Atlanta had behind the dish just even last season with Travis Darno, he's finally coming back into the fold after suffering from injuries. They had William Contreras. That, that's William Contreras, right? Yeah, William Contreras, young, up-and-coming bat behind the dish that could play catcher that they traded to the Brewers in the offseason. And I was like, what is going on down in Atlanta? There must be wanting to, you know, get some type of get him while he's, you know, high, while people were thinking highly of him. And then it was going to be Darno's team. And then this trade comes out of nowhere and it has been it's worked out very well for Atlanta. Yeah, it was just it was probably the most shocking trade of the offseason. And then the A's got screwed. They got Manny Pena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not to not to go back into the A's slander. Um, let, let's slide over to who's going to represent the AL behind the dish. So the AL, you could go a couple different ways. I have a feeling you and I are going to be on the same here. Um, I think you could honestly go, it's between three guys. I'm going to go with Adley Rutschman. He's just, that team, and they're playing such good baseball. He's kind of the captain of that team, or at least the young the young son captain, he doesn't have the best numbers outside of like the batting average for the catchers. His OPS is the highest, I believe, in the AL. And there's some guys with more home runs, more RBIs, but I think he deserves to be the starter. That's a great pick. Yeah, he has he has ten bombs, so he's been nothing but high quality. I the guy I I picked, I think he's going to go to the All Star game anyways, based on if they do what they've done the past couple of years with that like veteran honorable nod all-star that like Cabrera got and pools got last year. I think Salvi Perez could probably get that, but he could also make a great bid to be the starting catcher this year, hitting 268 with 14 bombs. So at his age, it's impressive. So I threw him the vote for starting, starting catcher, but also I know you could make the argument for Jonah Himes had a fantastic year. If you just want to add another catcher in there, but I, I got Salvi for sure. Yeah, the 51 RBIs for a high, that made me double think that a little bit. Cause that's just that, that Rangers lineup. There's a reason why they're, they have the biggest run differential, I think, in, at this point in the season in like the last 50 years or something like that. So that lineup just rakes up and down. Yeah, you kind of just kept waiting for them to cool off in that April and May. And then now it's just like, yeah, they're legit. Doesn't matter. And it, it kind of sucks uh, for both of us. But, you know, we try to keep it as non bias as possible on the podcast even though it's a little bit tough how do you want to do outfielders here do you just want to go like one al one nl or do you want to just like yeah, let's do that let's do that let's start one in the al then go to the nl all right well see this one i voted for him but now that i'm thinking about it because of the injury i'll just get out of the way jordan alvarez just based on numbers alone i gave him the vote but now hearing that he's out potentially through the all-star game he might not be playing in it so it gets a little tough for me but yeah, the, I, I think when you vote on the All-Star game, like it happens in like, like every sport, but I do feel like you have to vote based on what the guy's actually done on the season, and then they're going to find a replacement for him that's fitting, you know. But at the end of the day, it's hard to get a, to not give a guy a nod or an All-Star game. I don't know if that has anything to do with like contract negotiations in the future, if that has anything to do with like legacy, obviously, but – 55 RBIs at this point in the season. He hasn't played in two weeks. He's going to be out another three weeks. Yeah, I think he deserves to at least 
get the acknowledgement of being an all-star so far this year. Yeah. And there's plenty, I mean, on both sides, the AL and NL, there's plenty of guys you could make a case that should be all-stars in the outfield position. Absolutely. Swinging it over to the NL, I got a guy out here in the, the valley of the desert. I got Corbin Carroll. With yes, this young kid hitting over 300, 16 jacks. He didn't even look like he should be hitting over 16 jacks. Actually, Seattle kid, I believe. Yes. Uh, be yeah, a he's huge homecoming. Monsters. Yeah, he's had a monster season, especially imagine him making his first all-star game as a up in Seattle in front of his old friends and family and his old stomping grounds. That'd be in a be electric to see. Yeah, it'd be really cool for him. I definitely put him as an all-star. One of my other all-stars in the outfield. I feel like we should just throw him out of the throw him out there because it's undoubtedly he's probably the only one who's like an anonymous all-star. That's going to be Ronald Acuna Jr. Right now on pace easily to win the NL MVP. Not much more to say than that than he should be headed to Seattle here soon. Yeah, don't even need to elaborate. <laughs> That'll swing it over to so you took my you took my Astro and I'm gonna raise you a Yankee, I guess, for the all-star <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with last year's MVP, a big leader, Aaron Judge. He's hitting just just shy of 319 jacks, 40 RBIs. He's missed some time this year as well. But that OPS over a thousand, he deserves to be there. And and honestly, the All Star Game, it should be even if they can't play in it, they should at least, like I said on the last pick for the AL, they should acknowledge that person. I'm not sure if Judge will want to play in it just because he's been battling through some injuries so far this year, but. The All Star Game is better when you see like names like Judge in the lineup. Yeah, you at least know that they're supposed to be there. Right. He's a guy, I mean, he's hurt right now, so and there's a timeline. It's like almost day-to-day-ish, but we'll see if he'll be able to go to Seattle for the All-Star game. I put him as a vote, too. So my third vote here in the AL was Randy Arozarena. Just the year he's had in Tampa has been elite. So he's carrying the team. He's one of the coolest guys in baseball right now, for sure, living up to the hype as his 2020 World Series showed. So it's a good year for him. So we had all three of the same in the AL because Randy Rosarena was my third selection. And uh that's we're two for reach. we're two for two in the NL as well. Yeah. And I think I think my third pick in the NL is gonna is gonna be similar to what you would have taken. So I'm gonna go ahead and get it out of the way. Uh Los Angeles Dodgers outfielder Mookie Betts. Yes, sir. Well, that is insane. 264, 17 jacks, OPS just shy of 900. Him and Freddie have just been huge staples in that lineup. I think they're going to carry it out the rest of the year. I know their team hasn't succeeded to the point of what they were kind of expected, but with some of the the guys that have left in the offseason, you kind of knew they were going to have a down year based off the fact they won 112 games last year. But he definitely deserves to be headed up north from L.A. to Seattle. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about Mookie Betts also is he just said on a podcast, I think it was his podcast, or maybe it wasn't, I don't remember. Anyways, he said if he gets selected to the All-Star Game. Yeah, yeah, everyone has one. We have one. It's sick. (laughs) He did say, though, if he gets selected to the All-Star Game this year, he's going to participate in the Home Run Derby, which is pretty fun. That's a new name in the Home Run Derby, so he'd be really partaking in all the festivities down there. So that was cool. I think with some of the injuries and stuff, you know, in Seattle, I got to highlight some Mariners love. Julio Rodriguez over the past month is making it a little tough to keep his name off the ballot. That's my strong push to hope that a Mariner gets in there. I'm sure Castillo will be in there, at least for the pitching staff. So Mariners got a chance with one in their own All-Star game, which is super depressing. However, who do you got for your designated hitters? Let's start 
Let's start AL. Yo, let's start NL. Yeah, let's start NL because I think the AL is just gonna be. I mean, we can. It's Otani. It's Otani. It's Otani. Yeah, we did it. All right, NL. 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 You could go two different ways. Uh, I went ahead and chose Joey Votto because he's his OPS is two four one. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say you suck. He only played in one game. (laughs) I was gonna say there's uh, no way you just did that. I think you can go a couple different ways. I gave the nod to this guy because he got he started the season not with the big league roster, and ever since being called back up from last year's team, he has come back and been electric. And that is Christopher Morel. He doesn't have the home run numbers that Soler and some of the other guys have, but he's hitting 290 with 13 jacks and OPS over a thousand. I think it'd be really cool to see and to to validate some of the work he's done in a brief amount of time by uh, selecting him to the all-star game. That's a great pick. Definitely one that I was heavily considering too, but I think for the designated hitter, you just want to see a guy launch a baseball and that's, that's Jorge Soler for me, 21 home runs. Uh, I think he's a great pick for this. It'd be very honorable for him to get it. Speaking of going into, I talked about how I think Salvi might get that like veteran nod to the automatic all-star game. I think Kutch, Andrew McCutcheon could probably get that for the NL side if they elect to do that this year, which would be pretty cool. Is he was even you know considerable for a vote here, based on his numbers, kind of a revived season in Pittsburgh, which was really dope. However, that's our picks, and surprisingly very similar. Yeah, to, well, to a big I mean, you surprise. Mentioned the derby. You mentioned the Derby with Mookie Betts. If there's one guy that I do want to see get selected to the team just to watch him hit it, Safeco or T-Mobile or whatever it's called nowadays. That would be Jorge Soler because I think that dude might be able to put a ball out of the stadium. Yeah, that would be a really fun home run derby if Soler is there. So those are our picks for this, which would be sweet. I wonder if Cor- I wonder if Corbin Carroll would participate in the home run derby if he gets selected to go to Seattle. I, I think totally that, I feel like he's just like not the home run derby swing. He's just like game 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 homers. Guy. Yeah, yeah. No, his swing. Uh, yeah, his swing is really weird, but he's he's got some sneaky pop in there. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty weird. Yeah, it's pretty. I'll uh, if we had to throw in a couple pitchers, I'm sure you'll probably be the same. I think it's. If, I think if I go NL, I'm going Zach Gallen as the starter. If I'm going A, I'm going Shane McClanahan. I know that's your guy, but those guys have just put up just monster, unreal numbers this year. Yeah, McClanahan on the for Cy Young. Yeah, I guess McClanahan for sure. I kind of wanted to give a little love to uh, Nathan Avaldi, but he'll probably just end up making it. I think arguably for the starting pitcher in the NL, though, you could say Marcus Stroman. Yeah, he's been gross. Yeah. I think Mitch Keller's up there too, but. Yeah, on a staff that has not been very good, like they've had some guys, like veteran guys, just getting absolutely hit around this year, and Stroman's been very good. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to see. See Stroman start just for the personality trait. Some people love him, some people hate him. Pretty neutral on him. But yeah, that that's that's, that's our All Star Game picks, and I'm sure a lot of people are similar because the All Star Game, unless you're one of those just like quote unquote meat riders who are gonna spam Fernando Tatis Jr. votes. Yeah, you're well, gonna vote. That's the, I think that's the nice thing about the bracket this year. I don't know if you did it online or if you did it on your phone, but I did it on the website. And they're not like heavily pushing like the fan favorite or who's like in first place, second place, third place, like they have in years past. To where yeah. it's like, why even vote for these guys? You actually just get a look based on like their numbers and vote on who you think has had the best season. Yeah, I voted 
on my laptop and I remember seeing that last year I'd rank them like one through three or the outfielders I think yeah. like one through six or seven but yeah, yeah. it's nice you got to decide based purely on either if you love the person or if you actually care about stats and numbers which I think we both took the stats and numbers approach based on how many Texas Rangers we selected into the all-star game oh yeah I, trust me if it was a fan favorite they my lineup would have looked a lot different yeah I would have spammed JP Crawford in there just for being had, one of the coolest had players in baseball. Playing shortstop for the AL. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. That's our selections. If you haven't voted, Phase Two is going right now. Make the All Star Game fun. All those Seattle people who listen to the podcast, who's up front, I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy it for me. Enjoy some good ballpark food. Seattle's ranked. This is not even biased. This is a true ranking. Jordan, the number one ballpark in the MLB for food. So enjoy that All Star Game, folks. Jordan, any other All last right. regards for this one? Get out and vote, I guess. <laughs> Get out and Don't vote. stop the count. <laughs> Don't stop the count. All right, guys. Well, enjoy the weekend. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dude Just Balls. We'll see you next time. Peace.